0: Good day. I hope everyone had a wonderful and blessed week. Welcome to our Bible study. We're going to continue on in the Gospel of John in chapter 1, covering verses 43 through 51 today. We're going to finish up chapter 1. The title of today's lesson is Jesus Calls Philip and Nathaniel. But before we jump into today's lesson, let's go back from last week and review. We've seen last week where John the Baptist testifies that Jesus was the Messiah and is the Messiah. And, and we've seen, because what he testified about, that the Holy Spirit, it came down from heaven in the form of a dove. And we know from previous gospels that the dove comes down from heaven, lands on Jesus in the sky, the clouds open up, and a voice from heaven, which is God, speaks to John the Baptist. And he tells John the Baptist, this is my beloved son, who I am well. pleased. listen to him, right? Obey him, follow him, right? And, and because of this, We know that two of John's disciples, they decide the very next day when they see Jesus walking towards them, and John reminds them, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. They believe that he was the Messiah, and because they believe, they leave John and they follow Jesus, right? And it teaches us an act of humility about John the Baptist that John was very humble. That it didn't matter. John understood what his purpose was, was to pave the way for Jesus. Because some of his disciples are leading, and he's encouraging his disciples to leave to follow the Messiah. So it teaches us how to be humble, right? And and we know this, that once they follow Jesus, they get to Jesus, they call him rabbi. And we said last week that rabbi, yeah, it means teacher. But if you look deeper into the Hebrew meaning, into the Hebrew language, it means the great one. Because you see, Jesus is our great one. He is our redeemer. He is our savior. Amen. And, and because they believe, they decide to leave John and they're going to follow this great one. And it teaches us a lesson here that we too, that's the message for us, that we too also need to follow this great one, our redeemer, our savior. Amen. So let's jump into today's lesson And once again, the title of today's lesson is that Jesus calls Philip and Nathaniel. So we see here that Jesus, right, is is in the process of beginning his ministry, right? So let's start off with verse 43 today. We'll be covering verses 43 through 51, finishing up chapter 1. Starting in verse 43, it says this, The next day Jesus decided to leave or to go out into the Galilee. And finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. And Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was also from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael, and he told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael said, Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. And Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus said, you believe. Because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. But you will see greater things than that. He then added. Very truly I tell you. You will see heaven open. And the angels of God. Ascending and descending. On the son of man. Let's go back to verse 43. And verse 43 says this. The next day. Jesus decided to go out, or some of your Bibles might say, leave, and went into the Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. So the first phrase or the first text in that scripture right here, the next day, Jesus decided to go out, or some of your Bibles again might say, leave for the Galilee or into the Galilee. Now, why does he use the term here, go out? or leave because the term go out is also tied to redemption. And why do I say that? Because this word to go out in Hebrew means exodus. So let's go back to the book of Genesis in the Old Testament. What happened to the Israelites in the book of Genesis? They left. They went out of Egypt. So we know that they were redeemed. That shows redemption. Now, let's talk about this word Galilee here. We know that this word is also found in the prophets. See, a lot of people think this word Galilee is just found in the New Testament, but it's not. It's found in the Old Testament according to the prophet Isaiah in the book of Isaiah at the beginning of chapter 9. This is what the scripture says. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, listen to what he says, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. So what we find here is this word Galilee, we see that this place also means, or this word also means a place of revelation. So we can say that Galilee relates to revealing. So it is going to be a place where God will reveal his biblical truth. And we might say, What is that biblical truth? It's called redemption. So in the rest of this section, we will see that the concept of of redemption is used or talked about or there's a meaning of redemption over and over and over in the rest of this chapter. We will see that he wants to reveal to us the redemptive work of God, right? So what is taking place here is that the very next day, Jesus, he finds Philip and he tells Philip, follow me. See, he wants to reveal things to them, things that have to do with redemption. Because remember, he is our redeemer. So we see that Jesus is also telling us today. The message is this for us. He's, yeah, he's telling them to follow him. But, but the message for us is we need to do like these disciples and we need to follow him. Because he's saying, follow me. And that's what we need to do. We need to follow him. Amen. Verse 44. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, are from the town of Bethsaida. So we see that these men are all from the same place, the town of Bethsaida. Now we know that Bethsaida is located in the Galilee. And it's not far from the little town that we studied in the book of Matthew called Capernaum. Verse 45. Philip found Nathanael. And he told them. We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So let's talk about this name, this person, Nathaniel. Who is he, right? Let's talk a little bit about this man. Nathaniel was one of the original 12 apostles of Jesus. Now, very little is written about him in the gospels and the book of Acts. We don't see a whole lot about Nathaniel, right? What we do learn about him comes primarily from the encounter that he has with Jesus in this lesson, right? In other words, Jesus calls Nathaniel a model Jew, you can say, because of his integrity and his his character. Why? Because he was open to the work of Messiah. He was open to the work of God. Now, there's a lot of questions, what's Nathaniel, the Apostle? Bartholomew. Now, most scholars believe, not guaranteed, it's not 100% sure, but most scholars believe that yes, he is the same person, right? Because what we see in the Gospels of Matthew, Luke, and Mark, we see the name Bartholomew. It always follows Philip. He's always following Philip when it lists the 12 disciples. But here in the Gospel of John, remember, the Gospel of John is a little bit different from the other three Gospels bartholomew is never mentioned here at all but this this man his name is nathaniel he always follows philip so if you look at the other gospels where nathaniel is never mentioned but in this gospel it is there's a lot of scholars believe that nathaniel really is bartholomew right so what we see here is what are some of his strengths and what are some of his weaknesses you can say See, upon meeting Jesus for the first time, what Nathaniel did—he overcame initial skepticism about Jesus. Not so much about Jesus, but about the insignificance of the town Nazareth, right? And you're going to see in today's lesson what I'm talking about about the term Nazareth, how Nathaniel feels about this this little town, right? But but he didn't let. Rumors, or he didn't let what he had heard in the past affect his decision about Jesus. See, Jesus affirmed that Nathaniel was a man of integrity, that he was open to the work of God, and he called him a true Israelite. So we can say that Jesus identified Nathaniel with Jacob, the father of the Israelite nation. Now we know this, that Nathaniel died a martyr's death for Christ. But just like all the other disciples, Nathanael also abandoned Jesus during his trial and during the crucifixion. So what are some of the life lessons that we can learn from Nathanael? See, through the story of Nathanael in the Bible, we see that our personal prejudices can be messed up by our judgment, right? But, but by being open to God's word, right? We come to know the truth. See, in Judaism, the mention of the fig tree, and we're going to see that in today's lesson, that Jesus tells Nathaniel he saw him under the fig tree. Now, why is that so important, you say? Because the fig tree in Judaism is a symbol for the study of the Torah, the study of the law. And according to Jewish tradition, the the proper place to, to study that, to study the Torah, is under a fig tree. So Nathaniel's story endures an ideal example of, of how a true believer responds to Jesus Christ, right? It's knowing the word of God because Nathaniel at this time was studying the word of God. And we're going to get to that in today's lesson. So Jesus says, you're a man of character. You're a man of integrity to Nathaniel, Now let's go back to the scripture. The scripture says this, that Philip found Nathaniel, and he told him. We have found the one that Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote about. So we see here that Philip found Nathanael and he tells him that they found the one that Moses and the prophets talked about in the Old Testament, the Messiah. So when we speak about the law and the prophets, we're really, you can say, speaking about the word of God. Amen. So when we look at the scripture, we find that the message is about redemption. It's about the Redeemer. And who's the Redeemer? It's Jesus. And when we talk about redemption, what should come to our mind? The first thing that should come to our mind is the kingdom of God. So when we look at this passage, it's talking about the reality that the kingdom of God is made possible because of this Redeemer, because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross at Calvary for us. Amen? Now look what he says, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Now this is very important because in Judaism, we know that they speak about or they believe in two Messiahs, right? We know that that some people know about the most famous Messiah, Mashiach ben David, right? In other words, Messiah ben David, it comes from the lineage of King David. And we know that this is true. And we know that Jesus came from the lineage of King David. We've proven that in the New Testament. But but when we talk about this, Messiah ben David, Mashiach ben David, like they say in Hebrew, the son of David, we're talking about the Messiah as a ruling king. And we know that Jesus in the end is going to be that ruling king because he's going to rule over the kingdom of God because God transfers all power over to Jesus, right? But you see, there's another concept of another Messiah in Judaism, and that's Mashiach ben Yosef, the Messiah ben Joseph, right? And we're talking about Joseph that came out of Egypt, the one who suffered. But through his suffering, right, he became a savior because we know that he saved the Hebrews. We save God's, he saved God's people, the Israelites. So we're talking about Messiah ben Joseph, we're talking about the one who suffers, and we're talking about the one that redeemed the Israelites. So there are two. There's two aspects of redemption, we can say, right? There's the payment of redemption. In other words, the suffering, the blood, the blood of the lamb, we can say, right? And what's the final outcome of that? Is that Messiah, because of the blood that he shed on the cross, that we know in the book of Revelation that he comes back, He comes back at the second coming, but he comes back not not to save, but he comes back to what? To judge, to rule. So we see that Jesus represents both of these messiahs. Messiah ben David comes from the lineage of King David. We know that he's a warrior, King David. We know that he's going to rule and Jesus is going to rule over his kingdom in the end. Then Messiah ben Joseph that suffering servant. And we know that Jesus is the suffering servant that went to the cross at Calvary, right? So we see here the emphasis is on Jesus being the son of Joseph, who is from Nazareth. Now, why is that so important? Because look at verse 46. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. Now, why does Nathaniel say this, right? I want you to understand that Nazareth was despised at this time by the Jewish people, the population, the general population in general, because the Roman army garrison was located there. See, Nathaniel's harsh comments reflected the common view of the Jewish people. Remember, the Jews hated the Romans, right? Not all of us that didn't hate the Romans were the Sanhedrin and the religious leaders. Because they were sort of in cahoots. You see, the Roman government, as long as you pay taxes and didn't rebel, they didn't mess with the Sanhedrin. Because we know that the Sanhedrin were the rulers of, of Israel. They led the people, right? Both religiously and spiritually, they're supposed to be doing that and upholding the law. And, and the Romans allowed them to do that. So the Sanhedrin, all they wanted was control and power. And if they only had to answer to the Roman government, they were fine with that. So we can say that that they're basically on the same level as the Roman government, with the exception that they just got to an answer to the Roman government. But they did whatever they wanted to do in the nation of Israel at this time. So they didn't so much despise the Roman government as the people did itself. So when Nathaniel heard that Jesus was from Nazareth, and he was surprised. And he, he sort of questioned Philip. And, and, and he asked, what good comes from this, right? And look what Philip responded Philip just said, come and see for yourself. And fortunately enough for Nathaniel, when he went and see, right? He didn't let what was told to him in the past. He didn't let the rumors determine what, 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 what truth he was going to find. He decided for himself to go see. He acted upon his prejudice without you know investigating further and seeing for himself, in other words. In other words, if he would have done that, not went investigate, not found out for himself, then he would have missed out on Jesus, the Messiah. So looking back at the verse, he says, Nazareth, can anything good come from this, right? He asked. And Philip says, come and see. Now, why is this so important When Philip says? Because Philip is taking on the likeness and the role of Jesus, Yeshua. See, he's saying, come and pursue truth. And if you come and pursue truth, then revelation is going to be given to you. So the message for us is that, that we all need to come and pursue Jesus because he is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. And when we do that, God's going to reveal things to us. Amen. Verse 47. And when Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. So we see here that this speaks about Nathanael's character here, right? That he was a person of integrity. He was a person of character. So Nathanael hears this and he's going to ask Yeshua, he's going to ask Jesus a question. Look at verse 48. He says, how do you know me? Nathanael asks. And Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree. Here's that word that we just previously spoke about, before Jesus called you. Now, Nathaniel tells Jesus, right? You really you really don't know me, right? In other words, I've never talked to you before and you never talked to me, but but how do you know me, right? But Jesus says, I saw you while you were under the fig tree, Nathaniel, before Philip went get you, before he called you. Now, remember, in Judaism, I just told you this a few minutes ago, the mention of the word fig tree is a symbol of the study of the law, the Torah. And according to Jewish tradition, the proper place to study the Torah is under the fig tree. So we see that Nathaniel was studying the Torah under the fig tree. In other words, he was seeking truth. He was studying the word of God. And this is important because he wants to know truth. He wants to follow truth. My question to you is, Or when's the last time you read the, read the Bible? When's the last time or that you wanted to seek truth? That you wanted revelation given to you? See, the only way to get revelation given to you is through the Holy Spirit. It's through prayer. It's through reading the Bible. It's through learning the truth of God. Amen. So when Nathaniel heard Jesus say this, he knew. And there's no way that he can physically see me right? And, and, and because of this, he knew that he wasn't dealing with no ordinary human being. He wasn't dealing with a regular man. Verse 49, then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Now, we're going to unite here the son of God, right? The one who, who's going to do the work of God. He's the king of Israel. And this concept of king we know is related to Messiah. So when he says, you are the son of God, he is saying that you are divine. That you're fully God, but you're fully human, right? In other words, you're only you God's only begotten son is what he's saying. You see, when Nathanael makes this bold statement, simply because he makes it because it's a proclamation that Jesus made, right? In other words, when Jesus said, I, I seen you, Nathaniel, you're under the fig tree. You're studying the Torah, right? Because he says that. Nathaniel says, this man is not, it's not, it's not a regular man. He's got to be the Messiah, right? He's got to be what Philip is talking about and what John the Baptist testified about. Look at verse 50. And Jesus says, you believe. Because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. But you will see greater things than that. So Jesus is telling him. You believe because of what I said. You see when Nathaniel makes this bold statement. Simply because of this proclamation that Jesus made. I saw you under the fig tree right? Jesus reaffirms that. Yeah. That's that's why. That's why you believe. But he says not only You think this is great. This is what Jesus is saying here. But you're going to see greater things to come. In other words, Jesus is telling them, you think this is great? Then you haven't seen great yet because I'm fixing to do greater miracles if you come and you follow me, right? But the greatest miracle you see that that Nathaniel is going to witness is the resurrection. But look what else Jesus tells him in verse 51. Last verse for today. He then added, very truly, I tell you, you will see the heaven opens and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Now, if you really understand the Bible and you understand the Old Testament, particularly the Torah, remember if Torah is the first five books of our Old Testament, that's the old Hebrew Bible. That's what the Jews study today. Now, we know that the Pharisees, they do study some prophets, but the Sadducees, all they look at is the Torah, and the Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection, or the Pharisees believe in the resurrection, but going back to the Torah, we know in the first book of the book of Genesis, in the first book of the Bible, also in the Torah, right? There's a story in there about Jacob, that Jacob has a dream of a ladder, and that ladder reaches from earth all the way up to heaven. And and the purpose of that ladder, right, we see angels going up and down in Jacob's dream. They're bringing people up to heaven. They're coming down to earth and bringing people up to heaven to see God, to be with God. But we see right here, remember how I told you that Jesus always reverts back to Old Testament and he changes his wording in the New Testament But it always fits Old Testament scripture. Well, here again, the scripture tells us here in verse 51, very truly I tell you, you will see the heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending. Look what he says, on the Son of Man. So if we go back to the Old Testament and we see that the angels were bringing people from earth all the way up to heaven to be with God. Jesus is saying, You're going to see the same thing with me. But you see, Jesus makes a change in the scripture. Instead of saying the angels are going up, ascending and descending upon the ladder, he changes it. He says, the son of man. In other words, he is revealing. You see, that ladder is connected to earth and to heaven. But he changes the term, the son of man. Go back to the scripture. Very truly I tell you, you will see the heavens open up, the angels of God ascending and descending. Look what he says. Listen what he says. On the Son of Man. Now, why does he say Son of Man? Because he is revealing something to us right here. See, Jesus is revealing to us that he is the Son of the Living God. That he is. The only way, the only means of connecting to God. In other words, there's nothing else and no one else that that can connect you to God. It's only through him. It's through the work of redemption that he did on the cross at Calvary. What Jesus is saying here is that I am the only way to get to God. To get to God is you have to go through me. See, you have to have that relationship with Jesus. You have to be close to Jesus. You got to spend time with Jesus in prayer. You got to know Jesus. You have to know Jesus on a personal level in order to get to God. Because he is the one and the only one that will get you into the eternal kingdom of heaven. Amen. And that ends our lesson for today. We're going to be back next week starting Chapter two in the gospel of John. Until next week, be a blessing to people around you. Be the light that shines in this dark world. We love you guys. We appreciate you tuning in. God bless.